0: Hi, I'm Paul, The Ripples Guy. Welcome to The Ripples Podcast, where we share quick splashes of inspiration and explore how even our smallest actions can have an ongoing impact on our lives, the people we connect with, and the whole world. Are you in? I hope you enjoy this episode, and I hope you enjoy today. welcome to everyone who is watching or listening this to my uh pa- members of the ripples patreon community who are with me live it's so good to see your faces and your names if your computer if your <laughs> computer isn't on i still recognize every single name and it's good to have you here if you are listening to this or watching this in the recording it's so good to have Anyone um, joining us for the state of Ripples updates and uplifts? We decided to kick off last year with a sort of state of Ripples, where things are at and where they're going. And I liked the idea enough to replicate it. If this happens to be your first time of joining us, let me tell you quickly that you probably are familiar with our Ripples format: Pebble, Boulder, Ponder in our weekly emails. Well, we do the same format. The Pebbles here um, is a resource I'm using personally or professionally, and the boulder is an activity that I'm doing um, using in presentations or in my own personal life. And then the ponder is the meat of our work. We already did a couple here now breaths before we got going, so I think we're gonna join it and start. So the boulder today is uh, the resource I wanted to share with you is from the Washington Post. They put out a newsletter once a week, an email list of links that is called The Optimist. And they dig through the stories they've been covering recently and put together a package of um, uplifting stories. And I will tell you that, that today, actually one came out today and some of the headlines, um, at 93 years old, he's as fit as a 40-year-old. His body offers us lessons on aging. Um, the payphone is free, it says, but you can't make a call because it only plays bird birdsong. So there's a payphone they've got somewhere where you pick it up and you hear bird birdsongs. Um, the one that I, I actually, uh, the one that I shared on Tuesday night, the, the, the headline was Stranger Floors Parents Crochets Their Baby a Hat Mid-Flight. And I just love that headline because it's not, it's, it's not necessarily going to change the world. And yet I feel like that is exactly how the world is going to change, is by somebody on an airplane seeing a baby and thinking, I bet by the time we land, I can crochet a hat for that baby. So I'm putting in the chat window here in the live stream um, links to the this week's and last week's Washington Post. And by the way, um, if, if you're if you're not a paying member of of, of Washington Post, I want to encourage you to to pay for some media, whether it's the Guardian or the uh, the Washington Post or the ones. I think New York Times is the third one I'm paying for right now. But I try to pay for some media because we need our media to stick around and help us out. So that's our pebble. Um, The boulder is an activity. I feel like I've told you all this story once about the greatest smile that ever came my way. I was um, in downtown Indianapolis after hanging out with the Indiana School Food Service Association many moons ago. And I was sitting in a steak and shake reading USA Today on a rainy night. And it was, I think I was literally the only person in the restaurant. And a woman goes walking down the street and I'm sitting in a a booth right by the window. And she looks in and I look out and she just smiles at me, this wonderfully warm smile. And it has stuck so much that I spent years trying to replicate that smile and and I find myself when when somebody smiles back, I'm like, oh, I think I may have, I, I may have come close to replicating that amazing smile. And the challenge, this activity that I, I still find myself using uh, when I remember is in a day to sort of decide I'm going to see how many people I can get to smile back at me. And it involves patience, it involves persistence, and I need you to hear me that there's the rule is not to ever get a specific person to smile at you because that person may not have a smile in them. May, they may have resting serious face. They may um, be really upset right at that moment. So if, the, the idea isn't that person. I'm going to make that person smile. It's to be warm. It's to be outgoing and to greet people with smiles, with your eyes, with your smile in a way that might elicit some smiles. And last on Tuesday night, I mentioned that I think it's sort of like the um to, w- when I was a kid, how much fun it was when a trucker would honk their horn. I would always do this when mm-hmm. we passed semis and how fun it was when they actually did it. And <laughs> We actually had not one, but two people put in the chat on Tuesday night that they, I think one of them was their dad and one was an uncle. They said, we're truck drivers and they said they loved it when kids did that. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I had no idea. Um, Oh, you are such a dear. Thank you for spotlighting. Um, What a great idea. So that we're actually recording me and not, oh, and not a whole bunch of faces. Thank you, EC. You're the best. You're welcome. Um, so if you end up trying that challenge of trying to get um, see how many people uh, will smile back in a day, let me know how it goes. And now it is time to dive into the state of ripples. And when I when I thought in late December, hey, let's replicate what we did last year. I was still in my downtime and I was really giving myself permission to not really think about Patreon stuff or think about speaking stuff in general um, until the new year hit. And somewhere around Christmas Day, it started happening where my mind just on my walks, ideas started coming to me. And at first I was like, "Mm -hmm." and then I realized, no, no. That's my mind and my heart and my soul telling me it's time. It's time to start thinking about Patreon. It's time to start thinking about my speaking engagements. So I made a little, I've been using the Apple Notes a lot lately, whenever I have an idea to just make sure I capture it in Apple Notes. So I started a file over this on the state of ripples. And this is what I wrote down for, for the first couple of items that I knew I wanted to say. Number one, this, this, this is the state of ripples, the, the part where I'm talking about what's going on in the world right now. The world seems like a poopy place right now, followed by number two, it is a poopy place right now. (laughs) There is a lot going on, and lots of it is unfortunately negative. There are wars going on, and mass shootings, and inequality, and climate change, and political polarization. It is all real, and it is all bad, and sad, and frustrating. But then here's the thing. In the middle of all of this yuck that is going on in the middle of lots of stuff in the news and on social media, there are lots of people that get up every day and go to work in organizations where they're trying to make the world better and it it includes the obvious people like teachers and nurses and first responders and da, 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 the people that we can tend to think of first but i i all my P&Gers, you know, they hop up and they go to go to work every day. And sometimes we think of people who work in for public corporations and as and oh, they're just going to make money. They're trying to make the world a better place. They're creating products. They're thinking about how can we create value for our consumers? How can we make value for the shareholders? How can we make sure that at the end of the day, the world is a little bit better with our product, with our service, with our contribution? And, and even when people aren't at work, there's all these people out there that are going through their day consciously trying to make the world better for other people and for themselves too. And those things don't always make the news. Those things don't always get get noticed in our, in our social media feed. The, the reality is a lot of, I think a lot of well-meaning people I know it to be true that a lot of well-meaning people work um, in the news media business and work on and within social media. And I I think we tend to demonize both of those places. There's a lot of problems with both. But I think even there, there's a lot of people that are trying really hard um, to do what we can to keep the world informed and to keep the world connected. And because of the nature of both of those those institutions, both the news media and social media, um, it's sometimes been the the source of yuck in our lives because the yuck is what we respond to. It's, um, if you don't know this, our, our minds, our, our brains are, are wired for worry much more than they're wired for wonder. We have a capacity for wonder and awe that is huge, but our we've survived as a species, and you have survived individually as a as a human being because of your worry warnings. Oh, watch out! Oh, be careful. And one of the challenges of living in a world where we consume lots of news and and social media content is that our brains are not necessarily wired to understand that a lot of the threats we're reading about are, are a little bit farther away. All, we're, we're treating them all like they're right here and they're about to happen. And it gets us, It makes, gets us overwhelmed, and sometimes we become helpless. Or we get in a state of constant fear that everything is the big monster hiding under our bed which freezes us up from being able to dress some of the monsters that are really under our bed. Um, and, and to notice that if you're listening to this, especially for those of us who, right now together live, that part of this Patreon community, we are absolutely part of the solution. And we have been for a while. This is one of the coolest things I have that I was excited to share with you. I haven't talked about this publicly. I'm still trying to decide how I want to. But you and I are hanging out most likely because of some emails that I started sending out a long time ago called Ripples. And if you don't know the origin story of Ripples, these were started back in the late 90s when I had a business called Stone Soup Seminars. And if you don't know the children's uh, story of, of Stone Soup. Go read about it. But it's a story that was close to my heart that served as a really useful um, metaphor in my presentations on leadership and also personal development. And so I named my business Stone Soup Seminars, and I was doing little activities where everyone's about to get an inspirational quote that they're supposed to get at this point in their life. And um, I discovered that. I did. OK, uh Oh, we got. Oh, there. Thank you, DC. <laughs> um, we've got uh, these quotes. Are re- people are really resonating with these quotes. And when a marketing friend of mine, when I was asking him, how do I make sure my business, I keep getting speaking engagements, he, we did some homework about how people were finding out about me. And he con- concluded, hey, you really don't need billboards and direct mail and all that other stuff. You really just need to remind people that have seen you speak that you exist. And so we ex- decided to send out a little email every Monday morning because Monday mornings are yucky that had two little quotes and something to think about for the week. And I didn't want it to be overt marketing. I didn't want it to be the stone soup letter or here's some notes from Paul. And so I came up with the idea of ripples, that stone in the soup getting dropped into the soup makes little ripples that have an ongoing impact. So it was this little thing that was sort of related to my philosophy, related to my brand, but it was an offshoot. And, that was in January of 1999 that we sent out a little email to 75 people. We used the list software for those of you who remember what a listserv is. And, um, and it caught on. And before the end of the year, we had over a thousand people. We soon had thousands and thousands. And then we were so excited that we had 10,000. And for the last 12, 15 years, We've actually peaked at 30,000 and then the pandemic knocked us down a little bit. We're actually hovering around 25,000. And I was thinking I want to get that back up to 30,000 until I realized just recently that as of a few days ago, it has now been 25 years since we first started rippling. And so for a quarter century, it will soon be true that I have been sending out Ripples for half my life, and for lots of people on Ripples, since they were a college first-year student or since one of their first jobs in their they've been getting a little weekly Ripple every Monday. And I said this once, I honestly can't remember if it was in a Zoom with you all or if it was in a Ripples one time when I was thanking people for being part of Ripples, that this whole thing I might still be doing them if no one was reading them, but they would be a diary entry. They wouldn't be this living, breathing thing where the quotes are coming from people all over the country, all over the world a little bit, and you forward them on to other people. And they give us all hope. They give me hope. um, They give me purpose. And they've made a real difference. And some of you know that the Facebook group, the Ripples Convergence, actually started out back in 2008 when some students at UNC Asheville, that I, where I spoke every year for the orientation, some orientation leaders came up and said, we need you to join Facebook so that you can um, become the moderator of uh, a fan club that we made for Ripples. There's 33 of us that are in this little group. And I famously said to them, well, here's the problem with Facebook. It's never going to last. <laughs> MySpace is is much too established as the dominant uh, place that people are gathering in this in this thing, and so it's really I don't even think we used the term social media back then, and so I'll join your little Facebook for as long as it lasts, and I'll be glad to step in as moderator of that group and. I don't know if you know this or not, but now well over one in every seven people on the planet are on the same Facebook website. And um, yeah, it's still here. And that group has grown into 7,000 people um, and it makes a difference. And even Twitter, now known as X, which I no longer use, When Twitter came along, it helped us experiment with something else that's still going strong, even though it's not on Twitter, now known as X. And that's the Daily Splashes. That was the place where I was brought to challenge of 140 character. What's a little mini ripple I can make? A single quote and maybe a little mini ponder behind it in brackets. And some of you enjoy those on the Daily Splash website. Some of you are getting the texts again. And by the way, Patreon peeps, Um, If you're not getting the text and you want to reach out to me, because we did have a wonderful way that for a 100 bucks a month, a thousand people could get the text. Um, I could send them as many texts as I wanted. We were just doing the one a day. But when that place ballooned in price to $800 a month for a thousand people, we couldn't do that anymore. But we did find a way that's relatively inexpensive for us to do those um, little things. And they make a difference. I'm really proud of the fact that we've got. Uh, I've got a, developed a system now that every Tuesday I'm working on what I call quote harvesting for a half hour, and every Thursday I'm writing the mini ponders. for For every every Thursday, I try to write fifteen mini ponders, and I will tell you that it. God forbid something happens to me tomorrow, we are set. There are enough daily uh, splashes for the quotes themselves through the end of 2026. <laughs> And and the mini ponders, I think I'm done now with the end of September of 2025. So I'm keeping way ahead of them so they don't turn into a chore. If I get behind, I don't care because I'm still way ahead. And they make a difference. People people like them. And I know for me, I, I get I do both. I get the text. And I also have the little, if you don't know about this, gosh, ask me, the little smiley face on my phone that has the the blue, I click on it, I've forgotten what today's was. Oh, yes. I'm not here to figure it all out. I'm here to love life and and allow life to love me back. Oh, yes, please. So what do we do with the fact that we're living in poopy times um, even when there's there's lots of good stuff and there's lots of hard stuff? And I'm glad I'm getting to this point. Last night, we took some, or Tuesday night, we took so many tangents, I didn't get to this. I wrote down five things I think we can do uh, that can make a difference. And if you're just sitting there listening, don't worry, I'm going to put these in the liner notes. And when we send the email, I'll put them. The first thing is to make sure you're taking an unflinching look at how the world is, not how you wish it was or how you think it's supposed to be. And to notice, yeah, the world is poopy. The world is yucky. I think. Um, Sometimes we have to take a break from looking at all the stuff when we get overwhelmed. But I do think it's important to look and to see it. And And the second thing is to recognize that at any point in the good times and the hard times, in just about every chapter, every single day that humans have been on the planet, there's good stuff and there's hard stuff. There's bad stuff. There's yucky stuff happening. The third suggestion is that when you're struggling, when you're really having a hard time, it's really important that you zoom in and focus more on the good stuff so that you can stay hopeful. And step four, when you're shining, when you're in a good place, to remember to focus enough on the hard stuff so that you can identify opportunities To be part of the solution, or or in some case, at least be less part of the problem, um, and to to be one of the helpers. Uh Mr. Rogers always said that it it was his mom that said to him, whenever things are going bad, look for the helpers. There's always going to be helpers uh, available, and you just sometimes have to keep your eyes open to see who's looking. And sometimes we need to be looking for them, and sometimes we need to be the helper person. And that's the fifth thing, to hang out with others who lift you up and with those who can help you lift others up as well so that you never feel like you're doing this alone. And again, if you're hanging out with me right now on a Zoom, we're we're living it. We're doing it. And if you're listening to this, that's good. You're part of us right now. Even though we're in a different place in space and time than you are, you're part of us. And this is how it works. The last thing I wanted to say um, before we wrap up the recording piece of this is about something that we collectively, we Ripplers, helped create to bring into the world that is still rippling, um, and that is uh, the We Got This sticker, that at the very beginning of the pandemic, the first weekend, March 12th, 13th, 14th 2020, I brainstormed on... My, uh, my whiteboard because I was convinced that we got this if we can come together with curious minds and open hearts and calm spirits while we nurture our health. And we have given out over 8,000 stickers and it has absolutely become something that is here for the duration. It's no longer about pandemics um it is about life (laughs) and and resilience and if you don't have a sticker or if you need another sticker i'm still getting requests for stickers and i put in the link there will be in the liner notes of the video and the audio if you're listening or watching to this about how you can fill out a little google form and i will so happily send you a little sticker i've got a thousand more and if we go through those and we need the next thousand i'll Pitch in a couple hundred bucks, and we'll keep on. Um, we gotsing this until we until we don't think we need it. But I wanted to end with the reminder that there were these four things that I think helped us in the pandemic, and and they can help us today. And the curious mind is to be able to activate curiosity whenever possible to re- replace our tendency to judge things with getting curious about this. This this big awful that's happening right now, before we react, before we figure out what we want to do, what can we learn about it? How can we uh, be better informed? I always call it doing the book report. If somebody's talking to me about something and it's starting to rile me up, I turn into book report mode. Okay, if I have to tell my sweetie about this at dinner, what are the facts? What's the information? If uh, what I said to students at the beginning when, when that September and August when we were a lot of these students were starting college at home in, in, in their bedrooms on Zoom. I said, I would think of college as having this new ass- assignment, this additional assignment this fall, an internship that's required to graduate. The school didn't assign it. You didn't choose it. And it's called living in the time of COVIDia. And think of this as an internship. And I would say 2024 is going to be a weird, hard year. Because of politics, because of climate, because of all these things, um, and it is true, and it is a internship that our presence on this earth is has required us to enroll in. So it's pass fail if you want to make it that, or let's get you know let's take it for a grade and let's see how good of a grade we can get. First, we got to learn everything we can with our curious mind, opening our hearts is about extending compassion and kindness um, and generosity to other people, but first to ourselves. Cut ourselves a little slack. Bringing generosity and compassion and kindness to us is a requirement if we're going to extend it out to the people we love, to the people we care about, for the people it's easiest to show grace to. And then we eventually want to extend it out even farther to the people we we, don't like who we're frustrated with, maybe even people that we say, I hate them. And our capacity to extend love to those people, if you remember the four squeegees, may you be healthy. These are the ones I use in sort of a loving kindness meditation. May you be healthy. May you be safe. May you be wise. And may you be at peace. And I first say that for myself, may I be healthy and safe and wise and at peace. And then I think who's the people I care about? Who's somebody I love today? Sister Joan, may you be healthy, may you be safe, may you be wise, may you be at peace. And then I'll pick some general group, the teachers in the school next door, may they be healthy, may they be safe, may they be wise, and may they be at peace. And then I'm supposed to pick somebody that I'm really frustrated at right now, somebody and I pick, oh, that person, not going to say who it is, may they be healthy, may they be safe, may they be wise. And may they be at peace. And then if I do that, maybe I still go back to being frustrated with that person. It's okay, but I got a little bit of compassion in there. I got a little bit of generosity in there. Because the last one is may we all be healthy. May we all be safe. May we all be wise. And may we all be at peace. and it helps. It makes a difference. The calm spirit, the third piece of of our little We Got This sticker, is activating our calm spirits. And if you know me, you know Here Now is my main centering tool. And I will tell you that not only is it possible that you can access your calm spirit, which is always there, by the way, even when you're not able to access it, it's there waiting for you to access it. And when you can access that calm spirit, not only is it possible in hard times, it's really helpful. And I would say it can be life-saving. And then finally, nurturing our health, which when I made this cute little, we got this sticker, was really about slap on a mask, social distance, wash your hands, um, but really became, how can I nurture my physical health my mental and emotional well-being, my spiritual self? How can I nurture myself as a, as a way to get through this hard thing, as a way to be able to increase my capacity to bring my best available self to work, to school, to life, to good stuff, to hard stuff? There's a couple more things I want to share offline, but I think I'll wrap up our recording, by thanking you for being with me today, thank you for choosing to listen and or to watch this, and thank you for every single time that you are able to elevate the state of ripples in the world, in your community, by activating your curious mind and your open heart. And your calm spirit while you nurture your health and the health of others may you be healthy may you be safe may you be wise and may you be at peace thank you for joining